Welcome to episode 102, The Yoga of the New Frequency with Anna Ottero from the Mary Magdalene Mystery School. Welcome, I am your host, Claire Obeyed. Woman Awake is a soul-led journey of awakening through motherhood and womanhood. Woman Awake explores the soul-based, spirit-fueled, somatic and energetic journey of awakening, of consciousness. The power of an awakened woman lives in her life alignment, her inner attunement, and her embodied transformation. This is not just my journey, but it is ours, and together we seek to free our mind, feel our body, feed our soul, and to hear our heart. As women, as mamas, we seek clarity, we embrace the truth, we dive into the discomfort of our shadows, we honor our healing and we be fully with our humanness whilst also being in our divinity too. Hey beautiful ones, welcome to this week's episode on Woman Awake and this is a really special one for me. I have the actual joy and privilege of sharing this beautiful conversation that I had with my teacher Anna Ottero from the Mary Magdalene Mystery School. I have been under Anna's wing for a good couple of years now and have journeyed through her Magdalene womb yoga training. And I really want to bring this conversation with you tonight. I'm recording this at night, but whenever you listen to this, of course, because Anna's work has been the cherry on top that I have had been waiting for for many years and not realizing I was waiting for it. I have been on a journey of coming into my body and then bypassing my body spiritually and dissociating and trying to reach for the cosmic realms. And Anna's work found its way into both my body and my heart and my soul and my cosmic highest self. It's been a journey of merging heaven on earth, merging frequency and vibration with body-based and somatic-based wisdom. Working with Anna has been such a huge influence on me personally as a woman, as a guide, as a facilitator, and in particular with my work over the last couple of years. And one of the main reasons I wanted to bring this conversation to you is because I'm soon to launch I Am The Remedy Again, which is my sacred group container. I Am The Remedy is an incredible six-week journey, and that is the initiation one, whereas the second initiation goes for an additional 10 weeks. And it is a sacred container where we energetically attune and align to our inner world and landscape and embody our transformation through powerful ancient wisdom, yogic technologies, energy medicine, practices that many of us are familiar with and so many that many of us are not. There is such a experiential and uh, real-life transmission quality to this journey blissful womb yoga meditations, alchemical practices, light language transmissions, meditation, breath work, EFT, and myself as a space holder and the facilitator. 
So as a way to give you a bit of a deeper insight into I am the remedy, before I officially start talking to you more and more about this beautiful program over the next coming weeks, I wanted to share with you my teacher, Anna, and provide you her insight on what Magdalene womb yoga is, because that is at the very core of I am the remedy and at the very core of my own personal experience in life at the moment. And to help you understand what this yoga of the new frequency actually is. Now, this conversation was originally created as a gift to those in the second initiation, having just completed that at the end of 2021. So I recorded this chat just for my girls in that group, and then I've decided to open it up to all of you incredible listeners, because I think you're going to love it. Now, something else I think you're going to love and that you definitely need to take note of is a free event that I'm hosting on the 1st of Feb. So just before the cart opens for I Am The Remedy and just after my 40th birthday, I decided I want to bring you into a little bit more of this world so that you can taste test it for yourself. The experience is called the Amrita. This is actually usually a paid virtual event, but I'm just doing it this month for free just to invite you in and to have a real powerful experience of breathwork, somatic, body-based wisdom, light language practices, womb yoga, all of this yumminess. So mark this in your calendar and in the show notes, you can register now. The 1st of Feb, it'll be 8 p.m. Australian Eastern Daylight Time, and it is a celebratory event for my 40th birthday. It's a celebration for us mamas whose children have hopefully gone back to school and we can start to find a new rhythm into 2022. And it's also a celebration and a welcoming in of the remedy into 2022 and the initiates that are going to be joining me for this next sacred group transmission. So I am going to just quickly share with you a little bit more about Anna herself so that you can kind of have a bit more of an understanding of the incredible depth of this woman that I call my teacher. She is the CEO and the founder of the Mary Magdalene Mystery School and the creator of the Mary Magdalene Priestess Training. And she doesn't know this yet, but I've decided to officially join that training this year. She has a PhD in dance movement therapy, in dance education, and in dance literature. She is a certified teacher in Kundalini, Tantra, Hatha, and Yin, which all find its way into Magdalene womb yoga and a lot of the work that I share as well. She's also a movement therapy specialist for adults and children and a creator and trainer in Magdalene womb yoga and different holistic dance languages and therapies and a womb therapy facilitator for women and men. She's also a teacher in the mystical arts, Mirafor tradition, which is sacred essential oils, ritual, ceremony, astrology, numerology, tarot, crystals, and so on. She's a writer of many, many books, a channel. She channels Mary Magdalene and many other light beings, an artist and a mystical activist. And most importantly, she's a mother. So I'm not one to worship at the feet of my teachers as gurus. I do really believe that the teacher shows up as and when we're ready to provide us something we're ready to open into. And I do believe that a true teacher supports you to learn and integrate in your own way and is not your healer and is not your oracle, but they can be a tower, a light, a lantern, a guidepost. And that is precisely what honor is for me. Having said that, 
She is incredible. She has a depth of wisdom and knowledge and passion and resilience and beauty and grace and is the incredible embodiment of the divine feminine in a way that really resonates for me. So I hope that you really love this conversation. I hope it gives you a bit of an insight into not only Anna, but also the power of this work that she has gifted me that I am now trained in and that I get to share in a very small dose with you through I Am The Remedy. And then for the Remedy Revolution, which is the second initiation. So I have definitely spoken too much, but in a nutshell, we're going to be listening to Anna in a moment. I invite you to please register for the Amrita, which is my free event on the 1st of Feb. And to make sure if you haven't, that you are on the wait list for I Am The Remedy, because I will be opening the doors to that in early Feb to begin the next round of this. And it's going to be deeper and juicier and of course more depth to it as is expected when you come into the second round of something. So I cannot wait for you to dive into all of that and thank you so much for listening and for being here. And let's get into it. A great starting place is to just ask the question, which is actually quite challenging to explain. What is Magdalene womb yoga? What is the best way to describe this? When I say I do Magdalene womb yoga, this is what it is. For me, it's the yoga of the new frequency. Mm-hmm. It's a yoga that is aligned to this new frequency and um, the, the, the new frequency that's on the planet, the Magdalene frequency, the new matrix coming in. And I feel it energetically because I have been practicing yoga since I was 11. You know, I I went to India at the age of 16 and I have been trained in different forms of yoga. I love them all. Um, And when I started doing Magdalene womb yoga, my frequency changed immediately. Mm -hmm. Things just started changing in my body. So even before I started teaching it, I practiced it for two, three years every day. And I noticed it. I knew that it was, especially coming from also Kundalini yoga training, I noticed the difference. It was just a different energy. It was more expansive. It was connected um, to this new womb energy. And even though it is for women, men can do it too. There are certain aspects of the training or the the the, the um, yeah the the expression that men can do as well. Um, and I would just define it as that. And then I could go into different um, expressions of of what we do but mm. for me the main definition definition is it's the yoga of the new frequency mm. that's a really it's a really powerful sentence when you say it like that so when somebody at first reads about magdalene womb yoga or hears about this yoga of the new frequency if they want to know literally what's in the practice how do you describe that well it is it it we, there are, it is a yoga practice, but it's also a movement practice because there's movement and it's based on the, on energy mm. from the beginning of the session till the end, it's based on the energy and really connected as well to the Aramaic letters, mm. which are the, the, um, the, it's the light language, the seeds that created the universe. So it's really connected. Even the movements, the mudras are connected to light language constantly. And that light language comes out of a, of a cosmic womb at some mm. point. Um, so you will find traditional poses, but even if I do a traditional pose, I don't see it as a traditional pose anymore because I see it with a different frequency, with a different energy. And also, um, 
I mean, sometimes I do include a lot of the things that I did learn, not a lot, some things that I learned from the tantric traditions, because I do think they're very aligned with this. Um, but it's mostly based on energy. You do use the body. Okay, some um, kriyas or sessions are more, I would say, passive um, or receptive, and others are very, very active. Um, but it is working with energy, and this would include mudras, this would include um, traditional what would seem to be traditional yoga, um, energy exercises, and also a lot of meditations channeled through Mary Magdalene that I do include in them, especially the ones where I work with the six wombs or even with the Aramaic letters. I hope I explained that right. No, you did. You did. And I'm, I'm planting myself and my experience within your description. And I'm thinking about even if I can't fully explain what it is that I'm feeling, I feel a sense of loss on the days that I haven't been able to do the practice because it is a feeling state. It is a body-based experience, but not in a gross physical form. Yeah. It is There's something that happens that does make me feel more whole and aligned and integrated. <sighs> there's so many words that I could use to describe it, but there's a sense of connection that comes through. Yeah. There's this sense of everything is just put back together. I don't really know how else to describe it. And when you talk about light language, how, how does somebody understand what that is? Because I only understand it based on your descriptions, but also what I feel when I'm doing the practice. When somebody hears that, what is light language? But light language, there are different forms of expressions of light language. We tend to think it's only sound. And um, Can you see me well with okay. the light coming? Yeah, yeah. okay. Um, we tend to think it's only sound, right? And sound is a part of light language. Light language could be maybe something that you're channeling from a different dimension um, that we don't understand, right? When I say we don't understand, it's not that we don't understand the words. Mm. It's it, we, we don't understand through the mind. We understand yeah. through the heart. Right. So it could be a language. I mean, I in, in my new album, I do a Pleiadian chant and that's light language as well. And um, but light language can also be movement. Light mm. language can also be celestial communication, specific mudras. That's light language. And Yeshua used to do them all the time. In a lot of paintings, you see Yeshua holding his hands in different mudras because that's light language as well. So what you're doing is you're connecting your body to a certain sacred geometry that's light. And that light is coming in, mm. you know, and um, like yesterday I was doing this mudra, which is very, very powerful. And this mudra is about bringing in, yeah, with the right hand up like that. Mm -hmm. um, it's about feeling sustained and mm -hmm. it's about uh, bringing in um, divine assistance that's connected to the letter Samech. So when you hold the mudra, you're, you're actually bringing in that energy. So this is also light language. It's mm -hmm. not just sound. So... I can't explain to you what I'm doing. I can't say the right hand's up and the left hand, <laughs> you know, and a lot of, and a lot of uh, women who come in, not many, but the ones that do come in that are very, very in the mind, well, what exactly is happening with this mudra? And, yes. and I said, well, yeah, light language doesn't work like that. You can't understand it through the logic. You can only feel it and you can understand it through the heart. Um, so that's mm. my the best way to explain it. And so since light language is something that the mind doesn't understand, and automatically we relax. Right. right? We, we turn the mind off. We either turn it off or we judge, right? Yeah, That's right. what happens. <laughs> <laughs> I've been there. <laughs> yeah. 
So we turn the mind off and then a whole new language is coming into the body. Mm. The body is open, you're receiving, and not just even the, the, the letter, but it gives a chance for the light beings to come in and any other type of energy, good energy that needs to come in mm. um, because these are wisdom teachings, these are mystery teachings. So you're not going to maybe fully get it logically. You will start feeling it and then you start noticing it in your life. Mm. Um, I hope I answered your question. Yes, you did beautifully. <laughs> When I did that, what's this one called? Does it have a name? Samech. Yeah. As soon as I do that, there's a subtlety that I feel. I almost feel like I'm creating a container immediately with my hands. And I wanted to say here that I remember when I first started practicing yoga and then did my yoga teacher training, what, 2010 now, I remember almost cringing when the teachers would introduce mudra or mantra because it was so subtle for me that there was no way of me even being able to touch it or experience it I just wanted the gross physical movements because that's the only plane that I existed on that time whereas now I I can sense and feel into that and that actually excites me even more. It's like, yeah. wow, what, what else is here? What else do I get to work with? It's really it's powerful. It's magical. And I remember in one of the lessons very early on, you mentioned about uh, karma that we store in particular parts of our body and how we can lose weight. I went to the chiropractor recently, just a week ago, and she wanted to weigh me. And I got on the scales. I haven't weighed myself in well over a year. And I looked down and I was thinking, wait a minute, I need to do that again because it looks like I've lost four kilos, but there's no way that that could possibly happen because I haven't been boxing or doing Pilates excessively or going for a run or changing my diet that much. How is this possible? And then I mentioned it to my husband and he said, but every single morning you sit down and you do an hour or an hour and a half of this practice and you're not often physically moving in a dramatic way, but you are moving a lot yeah. and your hands are moving and your breath is moving and I thought gosh he's right and then I remembered what you said there's this energetic experience and things are falling away it cleanses your space it cleanses your energetic space your all of your and and when well when we're that is cleansed we don't feel so heavy we don't feel so dense and you can see that you can when you weigh yourself or like you said or when you just the, the whole experience you don't feel heavy anymore Right. And but but at the same time, you're very connected, you're very grounded, but you're not feeling heavy. Mm. And remember, when anytime we feel very dense or very heavy, and we all go through those energies, sometimes we wake up, oh, why am I feeling so heavy today? And that for me is something that I'm carrying. And so remember that the earth element, <clears throat> when it starts to become heavy, it's because it doesn't want to liberate something. Mm. Right. The earth has to turn into death to go into the ethers again. Remember, there's a whole cycle of the mm -hmm. elements. So when we start to feel that heaviness, it's because we're not liberating something. And when we do the practice and we do the movements and the mudras, <clears throat> I'm sorry, my throat is off today. No, and the okay. chanting, we start to just liberate all of that energy. And yes. that's beautiful because it's not like having to do shadow work all of the time. Mm -hmm. um, we're just doing it like energetically and organically. And that's beautiful. That's something I speak about to the girls in my group, The Remedy, all the time, is that sometimes you'll be called to do deep shadow work. Sometimes there's clear indication that you need to do some 
major wound healing or clearing, but other times simply just showing up with your body and your breath and your practice, you can just trust that you are transmuting whatever is there that needs to be released. And I'm in that experience at the moment. I feel at the end of a very big year, I feel heavy. But when I sit down to my practice, the tears come, there is a release, and I just trust that there's something moving in that moment. If I don't sit down and do my practice, if I don't show up for myself on my mat, I, I hold that heaviness and in, it, it gets heavier. It gets heavier and heavier and heavier. So and then I, you create that heaviness. Right. <laughs> I do. I do. There's, a, there's rage and frustration and anger, and there's often then my ego will come in and be like, okay, so you're feeling all this heaviness what can you do to fix this? And so I'm trying to repair from the mind when that's precisely the exact opposite place to what I should be doing. So I have one question from what you were talking about before. You were talking about this beautiful mudra, the Samech. How, how do you create Magdalene womb yoga? How, how do you create these postures, movements, kriyas? How does it all come about? Well, I think that we all have, we are blessed with certain gifts, right? We do have certain gifts and spirit or God, goddess will always want to connect with us through those gifts. And mm. I've always been a body worker. For me, the, I'm a dancer, a yogi, and for me, the body has always been very, very important, even walking or connecting with the earth or just moving my body. And I've always been fascinated by how, especially when I did my PhD in dance movement therapy, how the body is so connected to our emotions and the way we think and what we create. I mean, even the way we sit, even the colors we use, all of that is created and sitting off an energy. So that's always fascinated me. So when I, Magdalene Womb Yoga was a slow process. When I channeled Mary Magdalene, her first apparition in 2011, she gave me two meditations and then a mantra. And so it was slow. And um, it's not, I'm not the type of person that doesn't trust but I am the type of person who likes to practice before I say yes to anything. You know, I do have my Venus in Gemini, so there's always a, a little, mm, let me try this. Let's yeah, see really. if, <laughs> if this is really happening. And through those meditations, I started opening up more. And, um, and it's really interesting because when she came to me in the apparitions, she would mix her languages to me. It would be light, just her light and, and a feeling, but then there would be Aramaic and English, maybe sometimes Spanish, but it was usually Aramaic and English. And I found that to be interesting because I didn't know Aramaic. Mm. So when I started, um, st all this is connected, I'll, I'll, I'll explain to you. No, no, when I, I love started it. Uh, officially Aramaic, I knew most of the words and I couldn't believe it. Even my teacher was like, I was like, no, I, I did study the Lord's Aramaic prayer when I was in, in university and I did a course, but it was writing in Aramaic, but I didn't really officially study. He said, how do you know these words? It's because I received them. Mm. And he didn't get it. He got it. He gets it. He got it at the end. Right. And um, I didn't know. I didn't know what, how I just said a hava. I didn't even look it up. I just thought she's saying a hava. It's a hava. Let's do it. You know? And so my practice started changing. Because um, I really started to feel with my, kund I, even though, like I said, I've been trained in different yogas, I did a strong kundalini yoga practice for a long time. Yeah. I was really into that practice. Um, and it just started feeling very heavy on me, mm -hmm. on my body. It felt very masculine. It felt so very forceful. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so I moved away from the physical Kundalini Kriyas. I, I stayed with the meditations, which I do love. I moved away from that. And I just started doing, um, every morning I would show up to my mat and I'd say, so what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do today? What do I need to do today? So that's how it started. Mm-hmm. And every time I finished, I would write it down because I couldn't mm-hmm. remember if I didn't write it down. Um, and then all of the, the, the information about the wombs and the six wombs, I had never read a book in my life about womb healing. I mean, I didn't know what womb healing was, really. And I just started doing it, and I started receiving the information, the channelings. And I know this may sound crazy, Claire, <laughs> but I haven't even read books on Mary Magdalene. I haven't. Okay. <laughs> I've read the Gnostic text, and that's it. And, and, and I know it may sound crazy, but I actually sat every morning and waited. And it's true that some mornings, nothing came. Mm. And when they, it didn't come, I, I would just repeat what I did the next day, the, the, the day before with my notes. Um, and that's how I started to create it. And after three, or co-create it. Um, and I knew what I was receiving was right, because since I am a body worker, I knew that that mood that I had to be connected, because the, like this one, the right hand is up. Okay, this is, I'm connecting with the tree of life, and I'm connecting with chesed right now. Yeah, this is true. And I would use my own knowledge to, to say, okay, I agree with you, Mary Magdalene, mm. this is it. And that's how it all started. And then just pouring more of my creativity into it to make it into, um, into a practice, yeah. right? Creating the dance and, and, my, and also my tantric knowledge of tant- tantra yoga because I really like all of the knowledge there and the wisdom and just weaving it together um, so it has form. Right, mm-hmm. because when you receive things, like even you know, when you channel, it doesn't have form until you write it. And I receive a channeling; I can't explain it until I write, write it down, mm-hmm. so it has a form. I hope I answered. <laughs> yes, it sounds like Mary Magdalene has chosen the right channel for her to bring oh. all of this through, because you obviously had so much of your previous experience and knowledge, and your own wisdom, and your own ability to trust and yet be discerning and want to practice you know she's chosen somebody who did go off and practice it so yeah. that she could fully embody it and I think it's it's such an interesting lesson for all of us and, and you really inspired me with this before I ever felt to share any of these practices with anybody else I was like right Claire you need to do this for months You need to be, and I'm not joking when I say this, from the day that that course started, I did not miss a morning or a night. In fact, I don't think I did anything else for months, every morning and every night, every morning and every night. You felt it, right? (laughs) I felt like I was coming home and I felt the magic of the practice. I felt, um, and not, not obsessive, like, There was no agenda there for me. I was not studying this so I could do something with it in my work. I 100% was doing it for my own personal, yeah, for me. I don't know if if you remember, but I emailed you at the very beginning saying, I'm considering this course, but I realized I was late to join. I'm not sure. I've got no idea how to do this around my children. And you were so beautiful and you just held space and you didn't put any pressure on me. And I thought, okay, Claire, I'm going to leave it. I'm going to leave it. And when I hear the yes or the no, I will trust that. And I think three weeks went by and I was in a completely different room and I heard this very clear voice say, go in and sign up to the womb yoga course right now. 
And I went in and you changed the payment so that there was a payment plan. And I thought, oh my God, okay, this is perfect for where I'm at right now. This is amazing. And I joined it. And as soon as I joined it, I turned to my husband and I said, I've signed up. And he said, what's that got to do with your work? Like, how, how does that make any sense? He said to him, I don't know. It's got no sense. It doesn't, it's not about that. It's about me. I want to do this. And then it just, it anchored me. And it was the piece that I'd been missing, having wanting to always leave my body and be up in the cosmic realms and jump up and <laughs> hang out with the Pleiadian light beings and leave. I, all I wanted to do was leave. And this feels like the piece of anchoring into my body and yet still having my connection to that cosmic space. That nothing else had given me that experience. Nothing. Everything was either up there or really down here in a scary way, if that makes sense. Yes, and it, that's why it's the yoga of the new frequency because mm -hmm. you can actually be here, but you're 5D, 6D, 7D, but you're here. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And you can actually, I mean, I can have experiences where I'm, like even yesterday, like I, I was telling you, I, I had to go to a mall for the first time in a year <laughs> um, uh, to get something for my daughter. And it was just the, the whole mask experience was difficult for me. And I had an experience where I walked into the shop where I had to, walked into the shop where I had to get something for my daughter. Um, and I had an experience. I actually felt energy coming in and I saw a person and that person didn't look like the person was from here. Like it didn't, wasn't from here. And I looked at him, it was a man. And then I looked in the eyes and then I turned, I looked again and he was gone. And I had an experience and he gave me a message and he gave me a message. And I later got home and I spoke to my daughter about it. I said, I have to go up and write this message down because he appeared. So, but then I'm like, okay, let's go get a coffee. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it, it angers you, but you're not stuck here. Yes. And, and you're open. And in, even, in, I, I truly believe that Magni Yoga even helps us with our abundance and our mission and what we're here to do. It brings us clarity, openness. It brings a sense of magnetism to um, your energy, um, your energetic uh, aura, your energy, you know what I'm saying, yes. and your energy field. Yes. And it just, attracts what has to come into your life mm. and that's why I call it that, that new frequency where you don't have to <gasps> go after things all the time or be in action there's a balance between the doing and the the, the being mm. and I think there are many beings on the planet right now that need more of that yeah. more support in being and not doing yeah I agree totally fair <laughs> occurring more in love instead of fear and I love that you've inspired me to realize that I'm both divine and human and both of those are beautiful and important and special and together, whereas before I felt frustrated at being human and stuck and that I wanted to go and I didn't understand why I was here, whereas I don't feel that anymore. I don't feel even close to that anymore. I feel incredibly frustrated many days because of my small children who send me little nuts. <laughs> But I don't feel that that longing to leave. I feel that I do belong and that I am meant to be here. And there's nothing that I actually have to do anymore yeah. other than be every single day as I am and call in what I'm supposed to experience and create. That's 
life-changing for me. That's beautiful. That's really, really beautiful. Yeah, and, and that's that's one of the things I feel that Magdalene Womb Yoga does. It just helps us to be here and to mm-hmm. honor every moment. Mm-hmm. And we give space for miracles to happen because when we're always in the doing, we're always projecting, projecting, and projecting is really important to project your future, to project what you want to do, where you want to go. But if we're always doing it, we don't leave space for the miracle. Mm-hmm. We don't leave space for that part that has to come in. And that's where um, I think Magni Womb Yoga physically prepares us for that. I mean, these times are very challenging energetically. And um, I even think that Magni Womb Yoga raises your immune system so high that, <laughs> you know, and, and you need a practice. You really do to be able to go through these times. And that's not something, that's not me military style saying you need to do something. Yes. You need to find something. Everyone has to find something, a practice, and it has to be connected. It's very important for it to be connected with energy and with the body to be able to go through the craziness of the, the just the pandemic, the 5G, everything. And we need to upgrade. Yeah, that's exactly it. We need to upgrade. And I guess it's a choice, isn't it, whether we choose to step forward to that. So when you talk about the womb, why, why the womb space? Why do we need to work with the womb, our womb, the energetic experience of the womb? I'm just trying to well, jump into that a bit more. Yeah, well, um, I'll, I'll give you a little bit of my experience. I, I was, before my apparition of Mary Magdalene, I was very against going to women's circles. I didn't even like them um, because... Um, I'm very connected to my feminine energy, my divine feminine. But every time, this was a long time ago, right? Every time I would go to one, it would always be like, because we're the best, and you know, women and this and that. And I didn't really, and Lilith, right? <laughs> and I didn't really connect with that because I always felt really good. And I really loved being feminine. I love the feminine energy. I love the receptive energy. Even though I have a very strong masculine energy, um, I was very in love with that receptivity and that spiritual beauty that the feminine brought. So I never Mm. felt really connected in any of these women's circles. And I even, when I started receiving the channelings from Mary Magdalene about connecting with womb, I even went to some um, workshops about womb healing and I didn't feel connected. I didn't feel that that was what Mary Magdalene was wanting me to talk about because for me, a woman's womb, let me start there, is never dirty. Mm. It never is. It cannot be. It's impossible Um, because physically we're always cleansing ourselves. So, you know, heal their trauma stuck in your womb. Heal your anger stuck in your womb. And I just didn't believe that, you know, and because I've gone through a lot. You know, my, my husband uh, died and um, my father died when I was 18. I mean, I've had really hard situations in my life and I've never felt that in my womb. I've never felt that anger or that pain or trauma. So as I went into this, this, this womb awakening, I'm going to talk about women first. With Mary Magdalene, I realized that it was about cleansing, connecting with the portal of creation, connecting with... And the incarnation of the feminine, when we choose the feminine body, and understanding that um, we hold a frequency in our womb, and that's energy. And that's the frequency we create with. That's what needs to be cleaned, cleansed, purified, liberated, or elevated, whatever 
uh, you want to call it. And this frequency is what later heals the physical womb. It's not going into the physical womb and healing trauma, and it's just raising the frequency of the energetic womb. Okay, so let me see if I understand. We're raising the frequency of the womb, which allows what we may be holding onto in our womb to fall away as opposed to healing the wounding and the trauma. Is that what you're saying? Yes, I find it. It's a little bit like the definition of the mystical path. A mystic is a person who remembers that he, she is whole. Yes. Right? That's the mystical path. And when you go on a mystical path, for example, Rumi, right? I studied in Egypt the, the, with the, a Rumi teacher and the whirling. It wasn't about beating yourself up because you did this or you did that and why did I create this? It was about remembering. Remembering I am whole, I am one. And in that remembering, everything slips away. So when we work with the energy and we remember that we are one, of course you're going to see something that needs to be healed. Of course you're going to see the energy that you're carrying in your womb. You know, and, and that's even that even happens in the tree of life. The sefirot yesod is the womb. And that is holds the, the subconscious mind. All of the subconscious patterns and the karma that we hold becomes activated in the womb space. Yeah. That's very important. So, of course, it's not like you're, you're not going to see it. You're not going to know, wow, I'm holding this in my womb. How can I bring a higher energy in to turn this into light? As opposed right? to how can I clean this out constantly? Yeah. Right, okay, I'm getting how it. How can I transform it? Because energy needs to be transformed, remember. Yes. Yes. You know, it's energy yes. in the energetic womb. How can I transform this? And a lot of the times with the womb, yes, there are physical womb healings where we go into the womb and we remember. Of course, that's part of it. But it's all about the chanting, mm. the light language, the vibration. And when we feel that, when the feminine awakens that, we go into the real work that Mary Madeline wants you to do, which mm. is connecting with the cosmic womb, mm. knowing that we are the cosmic womb, that we connect, and the dragon womb as well, that we are connected to the source of creation. So when we understand this as women, we become powerful. Remember, power is not about being masculine or being feminine. A lot of people define power as a masculine quality. Power is about truth, right? Power is about light. And when you're holding this light and you know that, wow, I'm, my womb is creation, so I'm creating at the same time, that creation is creating itself. This is power. I'm powerful. I'm infinite. And that's, yeah, that that's Mary Magdalene, right? That That's why she's wanted us to go down, start with, okay, what is the womb, right? What is the connection to the feminine? And how can I make peace with my blood, right, with my moon blood? All of that is important. And when we go beyond that, or once we've done it, we go into the real work and it's the womb of light. The womb of light. God, it's so refreshing because I've never really shied away from shadow work or healing. Um, and I, I guess I've only really approached anything that needs to be healed as it's come up for healing. I don't go hunting for it. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that many of us on our own self-development and healing journeys can get into a cycle of, oh, this is 
I've healed this. Now this has come up and now I have to go find this and seek out the cause of that and be with this wound. And what you just described is so much more refreshing because it's using love as the sword of healing to kind of sweep through as opposed to coming from this energy of I am afraid and I need to fix and I'm not okay until I've fixed it. That's powerful and profound. And also you may have noticed that when we do the practice, I mean, it happens to me when I do the practice, I do that. I do Magdalene Worm Yoga every, every morning. What needs to be healed comes into your field. It's amazing. (laughs) And it's almost like something comes up. Uh huh. Yeah. And then I have just, I always have my, my book next to me in my practice because sometimes I have to write it down. Oh, mm-hmm. this is okay. This mm-hmm. is what's been happening to me. This is why I'm feeling this way. And I write it down. And so I'm aware of it. And that's, that's a beautiful way of being, doing light and shadow work at the same time every day. Mm-hmm. You know, it just, you're bringing light to that shadow that came up. And this is the beauty. And we can't just, we like to put things in categories, right? This is when we need to do shadow work. Yes. (laughs) Tick, (laughs) fix today. (laughs) That would be a little easier, I guess, if you could compartmentalize it and tick it off a list, but we all know it doesn't work like that. You've just explained that so beautifully. I'm not even sure I have anything else to ask. No, I do. Um, What is... So, so when you teach this work, it's, it's very clear that Mary Magdalene is the energy and the frequency that you channel and she's bringing this through and that she's bringing something that feels quite ancient and you're obviously mixing it with all of your knowledge and your wisdom. Why is the ancient needed now? Does that question make sense? Why yeah. do we need to be tapping into something that's possibly from two, 3,000 years ago? Well, remember that when every time I open up sacred space, I, I, when I talk about the earth element, I say, um, let us unite the ancestral wisdom with the new wisdom that we yes. are co-creating. Um, everything needs, um, how would you say that? I mean, the, the word is coming up in Spanish, a foundation. Mm. Everything needs a foundation, right? And the, the ancestral teachings, the ancient teachings, um, carry certain codes that we need right? If not, remember that the Aquarian energy um, can go in the shadow. And in the shadows, I I want to do what I want to do. And look, now we're going to put a tomato on top of our head, chant, and we're going to heal tumors. That that would be the the, the, the Aquarian. That sounds sounds about right. As a quadruple Aquarian, I'm with you on that one. Just in the shadow, whereas no, the past, I don't care about the past. I only care about what's happening now. I'm modern and I don't want to know anything about, you know, anything in the past and that's just a shadow whereas the the real Aquarian energy is I want to move forward but to mm-hmm. move forward I need to understand the ancestral teachings because these ancestral teachings are very powerful mm-hmm. like when you look at the Essenes and the Essenes worked with light language I mean they they they, they were really connected to Lemuria and they carried codes that have been lost they have been lost through patriarchy and not just patriarchy through our reptilian way of being, right? When, when we look back at the ancients, let's move away patriarchy, matriarchy. We weren't so caught up into this reptilian energy, yeah. right? And now 
um, our pineal gland is so calcified that we can't even think beyond a 3D. We can't even make our own decisions. We let a political person um, that ha doesn't even know about any other way of being or expressing to make decisions for us. You know, women, we have allowed to go be in hospitals and let doctors tell us how we have to give birth. I mean, mm -hmm. we don't question. And the, the beauty is that all of these teachings have been available, mm -hmm. always. Mm. but we never question them. Mm. So when we unite these ancestral teachings, they come in, I mean, they were before our times, they come in and they bring in the frequency of the Aquarian age because um, they were ahead of their times. Yeshua was ahead of his times. Mary Madeline was ahead of her time. And they prophesied this moment. So we're bringing in these teachings now. I've, I work a lot with the Book of Creation, right? The Book of Creation was supposedly written by Abraham. Who knows? Um, but it's about how to align with the days of the week, the months of the year, the moons. And this was this is what thousands and thousands of years old. And it's amazing. I'm like, it's all in one book. You just have to be patient to read it because it's not easy. And it's about, well, this letter created the moon, and this letter created this planet, and this letter created cancer. And you're like, oh <gasps> it's amazing. So they were very connected to the cycles and to the energy. Um, and, and this is what we're learning how to do again. And we're learning how to bring this in. But of course, as we bring it in, we're bringing it in into Aquarian energy. And this is why Mary Madden is Mary Madden, a light being, a great teacher, feminine Christ. But there's also a Magdalene frequency connected to her and the lineage that she is holding. And that frequency is the frequency that we're working with. I mean, you can maybe not believe in Mary Magdalene, but you can work with her frequency. Right. Okay. Mm, did I answer really, you? Yes. Yes, you did. It's really interesting. So what does, what do you believe Mary Magdalene or the frequency of Mary Magdalene? What's her desire for us as human beings right now? What's her wish? What, what's the work about well, her desire, first, I do honor her as a light being and as a, an incarnation. So she's my teacher. I honor her as a teacher and I pray to her and I, um, I bow down to her. I, I really do. I bow down to her as a teacher when she was alive on the planet during her ministry and as a chosen feminine Christ. Um, and she gave us a lot of powerful teachings that we're using here right now. Um, and her what she really wants for humanity is for us to awaken our creative power. Mm. And that's her main role. And that is a powerful Magdalene frequency. There are different frequencies that she holds, and that's a powerful one. And that's how we're going through this, right? Do I believe in my creative power or am I just going to leave it dormant mm. and let people tell me what to do and continue the dream right? That, that dream where we don't want to wake up. Okay, I have to go to university. I have to do this. My children need to read by this age. Um, where everything is just something that people have been telling us to do. Yeah. Whereas when we, we awaken our creative power, which is sexual, because it is, it is that serpent energy. And that's why sometimes she gets confused yeah. with being a sexual woman, a tantric yeah. woman, where yeah. if wasn't <laughs> I mean I know that she practiced sacred sexuality with her beloved because in that time that was common but even if you live in if you know Middle Eastern cultures and I think you're you have Middle Eastern blood and okay. um, they talk about sex very openly the women 
and oh, you, you need to do this to your husband and try this and and it's it, yeah, and so they they they're very seductive and the men too and and sexuality even though you outside you may not see it but within indoors is something very important so I think okay. that's yeah right okay you just have to look at belly dancing to understand I mean you just have to look at that form of dance and to understand the the the, the deep reverence and power that these women have for this part of their body Yes, and the sexuality is really important. So that's something that that culture holds, mm. right? It's something that we we can even, I mean, I lived in the Middle East for nine years, and that's something that I really learned how to understand the importance of sexuality. Mm. And, and so since she awakens this energy, this kundalini or serpent energy, she's awakening our creative power. And she does get confused as, okay, if you work with Mary Madeline, you have to have sex with everyone. No, it's not that. <laughs> You have to go buy a million crystal pleasure wands and do you have to start having tantric yes. sex frequently yes. with various partners? Yes. Or not. <laughs> you see that a lot. And, you know, people, are, they're doing their own thing and that's the beauty of the Aquarian age as well. Yes. And she awakens this. And this is how I connect with her, where she awakened my creative power. Mm. And in that first apparition, um, I was alone with my daughter. My husband had just died. I didn't know what I was doing. I left Dubai. I was in Oman for a, a sabbatical. I didn't know where I was going to go. And then I just said, everything's perfect. I have the power in me to be who I am and to do what I want to do. And I'm not going back to the way I was living my life. Wow. And that, that was like... And of course, it was bumpy sometimes at first because I wasn't used to it. But that's what she wants us to do. And that's what you see when people work with Mary Madden or Madden Womb Yoga. I see it sometimes when even some of you say, this is so overwhelming. And I know I'm intense. So this is so overwhelming. I'm like, just don't even think about it. You're going to be changing in two or three months <laughs> or more maybe, but you're going to be changing. Do you agree? I yeah. Agree. And I don't think you're intense at all. Okay. <laughs> I think you are humble and magical and grounded and earthy and cosmic and probably one of the most loving people I've ever had the chance to connect with. And you're on the other side of the world and I feel like you're my sister and that I, can I, feel you, right? <laughs> I genuinely love you and I don't think that you're intense at all. And you've got so much wisdom and knowledge and, yeah, I'll take intense if that's what you are. Anyway. <laughs> So, what would you personally like to see? You're bringing Magdalene Womb Yoga to many of us who are training with you. And then we are obviously like spiders filtering this out into the web and sharing it in our own way. What's your personal vision for Magdalene Womb Yoga? For this work. I would like, I, I know it's, it will expand at some point. I, I would like to see it expand. Um, and I know it will. It's just that it's, it's ahead of its time, right? And I know it takes a, um, a while, right? For it, like when I started working with Mary Madeline in 2011, nobody was, right? Very few people. And now many people. So it takes time to anchor and it also takes time for people to understand. Um, a, a lot of, Remember that we, women, as women, we do carry the seeds to change the world because we're energetically giving birth constantly. I mean, all women are mothers. Um, so I know that once we, we bring this practice into us and we start 
planting these seeds, uh, I think more women would like to try it. It is strange and bizarre at first, right? <laughs> not to and me, I, but I'm a quadruple Aquarian. Nothing is strange yeah, okay. to me. Um, but I know that it's important. Actually, one of the books I'm working on now is about Magdalene Womb Yoga, and it's explaining it, um, mm-hmm. just a little book. Um, and I know that that's going to help people understand and come closer to the practice. And when people ask me, well, when, when does the learning finish? I mean, it, it doesn't finish because it's a mystery school. And remember, mystery schools are about transmissions, mm-hmm. right, where you receive a lot of information. And in that moment, you stay with what you need. But maybe in three months, you stay with something else. Yeah. Or you go deeper with something you thought you had. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's what a mystery school is. It never finishes. And this is the beauty of um, bringing in the divine feminine presence in our life because Mm. we're never going to know everything, Mm. ever. We're never going to finish learning. And this is beautiful because that means that we're infinite as well. You've just summarized me. I... (laughs) I feel like I am a long, a long game mystery school. <laughs> That's what I feel like about myself and that I will never know everything, but I want to keep learning and I want to keep growing. And I actually would be deeply sad if somebody said, at this age, at this time, you will know everything, the learning will finish, done. I'd be heartbroken. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'd be heartbroken. I'd be like, well, why am I here then? Let's keep going. Let's keep doing this whatever this spiral is we let's keep doing it I just want to ask one last question that I forgot to clarify you said creative power so for those listening what does that actually mean because some people get hung up on the word creative don't they on creativity or creative what do you mean when you say we are here to experience creative power we as humans are creators that is our number one task to create and that's what we do every day since we wake up in the morning because we are made in the image of the, of the mother father. And that is when you say Avun in Aramaic, which sounds like womb, okay, Avun, you're actually saying, I am a creator like you. And I hold that frequency. I hold that energy. So we, we're always creating, but we don't know that we're creating. We don't even know what we're creating in our thoughts, in our actions, with the energy we're holding. So when we awaken our creative power, it is, and also, I don't even believe that we give our power away. I don't believe that we need to reclaim our power. Our power Mm -hmm. is always within us. We just let our power control us. Mm -hmm. And when your power controls you, because it is an energy, you have no control over your life. Mm -hmm. So that power feeds into the energies around you, what you have learned, what you have received in your childhood, and and also even your karma. So you start to recreate all these this crazy stuff in your life, right? That this keeps happening and happening. Yeah. And and you think, oh my, I'm powerless. No, you have a lot of power if you're creating all of that. Yeah. <laughs> totally the opposite. Yes, that's so but true. you're not you're not you haven't taken it. It's not yours. You've you haven't not, directed not your power. Channeling. Yeah, you're not channeling your power. So when you awaken your creative power, you're channeling your power and you're using it to create your life, to create what you want to create. And you're choosing it to create, whereas not to destroy, right? And so we all hold this creative power. And that creative power is that serpent energy because it is an energetic, it's it's not we're going to have a Kundalini awakening and I'm going to lose my mind and I'm illuminated. That's not it. That's not the way Mary Madeline Yeshua works. The creative power is knowing 
this power is the source of creation. It's the source of the goddess having an orgasm, birthing. And with this, I can do so much with it. So when am I going to learn how to channel it and acknowledge the power, right? And this is this is one of the things that she wants us to do. And, and so she call, she carries what I call the creation code, mm-hmm. the codes of how to create your life and, and how to create your life, whether it be love, whether it be your business, your, your work, your money, your health, anything that you want to manifest. She's showing you, she brings you into... Um, you taking responsibility through that high vibration, through love on creating, and that's creative power. Mm. When you have that, no one can take that away from you, ever. Sounds like a secret weapon, doesn't it? It is a secret weapon. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I definitely haven't mastered that 100%, but it definitely feels, um, I feel closer to the concept of manifestation than I ever did before. It used to actually irritate me hearing people talk about manifesting because it was so heady, affirmation-based or think what you want or write this down. And I'm like, I'm in my head so much trying to (laughs) battle my own thoughts with the pressure of knowing that whatever I'm thinking I'm going to create used to really, I used to feel quite defeated. It's like, well, I can't even begin the process because it's done. I've already thought my way out of it. Whereas working with this frequency, working with it as an energy, feels a little bit like I can hand it over. I can place it on the altar of the goddess and the god and say, this is what I'm calling in. Now help support me as I raise my frequency to match that, as I shift my emotional state to match that, as opposed to I must um, do the work of the writing and the thinking to bring that in. I don't do any of that clear. <laughs> Thank God, because I don't. And if, when I have, it doesn't work. <laughs> I, I, I totally agree with you. It just doesn't. Because I think in the third book I wrote, The Path of Allah Hashala, remember that Mary Madeline talks about creating space. And when you create space in your life through that shala, which is your form of prayer, doesn't yeah. matter what it is, um, it's going to come because you have space. Mm-hmm. If, you're, if, you're, if you're always in the mind, you, you uh, even... You have these expectations. Totally. Every time I write something down, I know as I'm writing it, there's an expectation there. And as soon as I've dotted the end of that sentence, I know it's not it's not possible because it's threaded with my expectation and my judgment. Yeah. And that desire where it's a desire that's not that's coming from a need sometimes. Yeah. yeah. And not a sacred desire, which is just you wanting to flourish and unfold in different ways. And, of course, when everything is so closed, we don't leave space for the miracle. You know, I have a, I have a really interesting example about that. I remember writing in my journal for a very long time uh, that I was trying to create peace within myself at the possibility of getting my son vaccinated. Because in Australia, you can't put your child into childcare unless they're vaccinated. So every day I would write, I want to X, Y, Z about my son. And every time I would write it, I knew that the manifestation was not possible because I didn't fully align with that or believe that. Eventually I let it go. And what we ended up manifesting is an unvaccinated child who now goes to a private family daycare center run by a woman specifically who's created this for unvaccinated children. 
I couldn't have foreseen that that's what I was calling in and creating. And it's precisely not what I was writing in my journal, which was to be okay with getting him vaccinated, to feel at peace and calm with it and to accept it. But of course, every single time I wrote that down, they were all lies because I didn't accept it and I didn't want to. I was trying to force myself in place of need and insecurity to be in that state. Whereas when I let all of that go, I just kept working on myself and my own experience and my own emotions. Everything in my world adjusted itself to handle yeah. exactly what was right for us. You made space. You made space. And and I that when I am in those situations, I always say, please give me a creative solution mm. for this. Give me a creative solution. Bring me something that I can work with that's yeah. aligned with me. And that's what you did. Yeah, that's, that's so exactly cool. it. And it's not it's not what I was thinking. <laughs> which is why I often need to not think more <laughs> okay I think I'm trying not I'm trying not to move too much because I have this little puppy sitting here and every time I, I move a little bit she she gets jolted and she jiggles she's so cute thank you so much you've given me so much beautiful wisdom and information and knowledge for myself and to share obviously with my beautiful people I'm so grateful for you I really am. (laughs) I'm so grateful for you. And I'm getting closer and closer and closer to feeling that sacred yes to join the priestess training. Mm. But I've learned in my almost 40 years on this planet that I have to wait for that yes to feel very embodied before I've made this mistake many times in my life where I rush and then I haven't energetically caught up to the decision yet. So I'm... but I'm, I'm feeling the excitement bubbling. <laughs> yes. I just wish it was in person. I know. It's magical. I just wish it was in person. I wish I could be. I know. I know. I used to do the, I used to have the, well, I, I've always had the online and the in-person training, but now I will be hosting a retreat in, in March in Glastonbury if it doesn't get cut, called off because I know they're closing borders in different places okay. now. Yeah. It's crazy. Um but it's it's hard with the pandemic to start an in person retreat because then I may not finish it. No, and then you lose lots of money, and it's just yeah. Too I, and when when the lockdown started, right when we came with the pandemic, I lost so much money. I had four retreats already planned and booked, and most of those places were just like I can't. We can't return your money because we don't have any. Yeah. And I was like, okay, just yep. let it go. Let it go. And, and what do you do? It's true. Yeah. People didn't have money. Yeah. And so, but that's the way it is. And you know that I do my best to, to make things very personal. No, right? you do. It's magical. It's, it's even when I watch the replays, which is what I do mostly, it's perfect. There's no issue there at all. There's no issue there at all. I'm so grateful for your time in having this conversation with me and sharing some more wisdom on Magdalene Wimberger and the incredible work that you do in the world and that you put out for oh, all of us to experience. And you're, tra- all of oh, <laughs> and you're you're a trailblazer. You are doing something in your own way and that is so new for so many of us and so needed at this time. So thank you for showing up every day. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Claire. You're so sweet. You're so beautiful. You're radiant. Your energy. Oh, my God. I'm so, I am so exhausted. No makeup. <laughs> 
<laughs> just put the kids down, sat straight down. You're so beautiful. Well, thank you so much and blessings to all of your community. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for tuning into One Work Mama. If you found this episode supportive, please subscribe and leave a five-star review over on iTunes. This is the best way to cheer me up and to ensure that One Work Mama lands in the hearts and the ears of those that need it most. If you can think of somebody who would gain value from this podcast, please consider sharing it and doing them a favor. You can find me at claireobeyed.com or over on Instagram under claireobeyed underscore. Thank you for being part of this soul-led journey through motherhood and womanhood.